Luis Severino knows that 2023 is important, and so do the Yankees. What'll happen? Who knows? But we're going to talk about it next. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Saturday, Yankee fans. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Stacey Gotsoulias. I'd like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. And if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe, hit the thumbs up button, and click the bell so you're notified when our videos go up. And... This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. FanDuel.com slash Locked On dot 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 today to get started because that's not today is not in the link. It's just weird wording and I want to get it right for you. So Luis Severino, if he's healthy, is a pretty good starter in Major League Baseball, but the if he's healthy part is always the problem, and he knows that going into this year. This is important. Free agency is coming up. He's turning 29. He is 29. He is 29, right? Can you believe it? It feels like he's still really young. Oh, he turns 29 this Monday. I knew it was coming up close. Yeah, that's that's just crazy. Because he was always one of the young guys on the team. And it feels like just yesterday that he first came up. But that's not the case. So he said, it's my free agency year. It has to be my most important year. Now, obviously, there are a lot of question marks coming into camp. Who will start at shortstop? Who's going to be in left field? Who's going to fill the fifth starter role? Because Frankie Montas could be out for the whole season. And, uh... I like this. In Brendan Cuddy's article on The Athletic about Severino, it says, if they were to face the Astros in the playoffs again, could they they not get swept this time? (sighs) Unbelievable. It says, but whether Severino can recapture his early career form and maintain it all year may be as crucial as any of those questions. And it's true. Luis Severino is a great pitcher when he's healthy. You know, he throws the ball hard, not overly hard. He's not throwing 100 miles an hour. But he seems to step up in big situations, and he thrives on that, and he gets all fired up, and it's fun watching him pitch. But he can't string together a couple of healthy seasons in a row. Like, that's the big problem. You know, last year he had that lat issue, and he thought he was going to be on the 15-day IL, and then against his wishes – The Yankees put him on the 60-day IL, which that was a whole to-do when it happened and very strange, and I still don't understand what was going on there. But in his 19 starts that he made in 2022, he was 7-3 with a 3.18 ERA, which is great. That's really good. But it's the health thing. So he's a former top prospect. He made the All-Star team in 2017 and 2018. And both of those years, he finished in the top 10 of the the American League Cy Young Award. But he signed that extension in 2019. And then everything started really happening for him. From 2019 to 2021, he made only seven appearances. 
Last year, he made those 19 starts, and the Yankees picked up his $15 million option for this season. Now, Severino wants to wear pinstripes until he's done with baseball, but do the Yankees want to keep him around if they're afraid he's going to get injured? They wouldn't let him play in the WBC this year, which is smart, because I mentioned this on a show a few days ago. After what happened to Mark Teixeira in 2023, 2023, 2013, I wouldn't want Luis Severino to play in the World Baseball Classic either. If you're going to get hurt, get hurt during regular spring training with the Yankees. Don't get hurt during the WBC. So yeah, the Yankees were very adamant about that. And that also makes me think that, I don't know, well, we'll talk about Cortez in segment two. Let's not jump the gun on that one. So Severino said, this is the only family, the only friends I've ever known. He was signed in 2011 as a 16-year-old out of the Dominican Republic. I just want him to stay healthy. He's the fourth starter. Realistically, he's the fourth starter behind the combination of Cole, Cortez, and Rodon. Severino will be your four. We're not sure who will be the five. It's going to be either Clark Schmidt or Domingo Herman, um, unless they somehow get someone to do that. And uh, wouldn't it have been great if they didn't trade away all those pitchers that they traded away for these hurt players that they picked up last year? <laughs> oh, Hindsight is twenty twenty in most cases, but as I mentioned when we found out that Montas needed the surgery... You knew he was hurt. He was hurt going into the trade deadline. Why would you pick someone up? Again, pitcher, shoulder, shoulder. Shoulder's important when you're pitching the ball. So I still don't understand that move. I am confounded. So Luis Severino said about himself, I feel confident in myself. I know who I am when I'm healthy. When I'm healthy, I can throw anything. I can go every five days and give you six or seven good innings. And with the team we have, not only me, but if this team can be healthy all year, it's going to be tough to say that we're not getting to the World Series. I like that kind of confidence. If you can get past the Astros, good for you. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Now, he said about himself and the end of the year and free agency, he said, I know it's going to be business at the end of the year. I think I need to go up there this year and show everybody in New York that I can be healthy and can be good. Matt Blake said about uh, blah, blah, blah. Matt Blake said about Severino, he's probably in as good a spot as I've seen coming into my fourth year as the pitching coach. Health is always the question with him. I feel like he's done everything he needs to this offseason. He's been around Tampa. He's been at the complex. He's getting his work in. Physically, he looks like he's in a good spot. I think everything we've wanted out of him this offseason, he's answered the bell. He's ready to go this year, and we feel good about the way he's reported. Now, apparently, Severino's dropped 10 pounds. And... Blake said that Severino seems more willing and more able to let loose on the mound than he has in a while. And Blake added, hopefully he bears the fruit of that. Would be nice. I mean, you know, Aaron Judge went off in his free agency year last year. So it'd be nice to see Luis Severino do that and stay healthy. Now, Brendan Cuddy does say something rather astute in this article about Brian Cashman because he has the ultimate say and if history is any indication the article says Severino might want to begin anticipating the idea of playing elsewhere because the Yankees don't often give multi-year contracts to mid-level veteran 
pitchers. They let Jamison Tyone go this past offseason. The last time the Yankees gave a mid-rotation starter a multi-year deal was 2019 when they gave Jay Happ two years, $34 million. And before that was A.J. Burnett with his five-year, $82.5 million a year heading into 09. So, I don't know. Severino seems to... I don't know. That might be bad for him because he doesn't have name. He doesn't have a name with initials of J and A or A and J. We'll see. Let's all just cross our fingers that Luis Severino stays healthy and has, I mean, it doesn't have to be Cy Young level pitching, but it would be great to see that in the fourth spot. You never know. So in a moment, we're going to discuss Nestor Cortez throwing off the mound and other spring training happenings that are going on. There were picture, pictures that... Pictures? Am I Sal from the Howard Stern Show? Pictures coming out of everyone throwing off the mound. And I believe they had a pickoff contest. They had to pick off Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone is a year older than me. He shouldn't be running on bases. He needs to be careful. So we're going to talk about all the spring training happenings in a moment. But first, looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. If you're like me where you want to eat healthier but you don't want to compromise on taste, then I have got the thing for you. You've got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously. They're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, they're covered in 100% chocolate real chocolate and they come in really good flavors you have churro you have coconut almond you have peanut butter brownie and i don't know how they do it but all these bars taste like candy bars while maintaining amazing macros what's even better they're completely healthy for you 130 calories four grams of sugar and a whopping 17 grams of protein and now you don't need to wait around for a box We've been telling you for years to go to Built.com to get a box, but now you can go to Walmart or Sam's Club and pick up a box. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puffs, and if you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. Thanks again for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. Locked On MLB Prospects is hosted by Lindsey Crosby, and you should make it your second listen because he is a prospect encyclopedia and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So I am having technical difficulties here because why wouldn't I be? It's been a theme all day, but Nestor Cortez pitched off the mound yesterday and looked okay. He said he's feeling about 75% right now or running at 75% right now. So that's good that this uh, hamstring injury that he has isn't really a bad injury. And I said it the other day, he walked into camp looking fine. And that's what I was looking for during all those tunnel videos where they were walking in getting ready for their physicals. I watched how he was walking. There was not a limp. So he expected the injury to keep him off the mound for more than a week, but he threw a 22-pitch bullpen session yesterday morning, said he felt healthy, which is putting him on track to continue his ramp up for the regular season. He said everything felt good, better than I expected, actually. Ever since Monday till now, we've been working pretty intense and hard to feel as normal as possible. 
Does that make sense? That's what the quote says. After the bullpen session, he ran sprints, which he initially said led to his hamstring strain last week, but he ran it about 75% without issue. So <laughs> Aaron Boone said about Cortez, Nestor was really sharp. I was really encouraged. His stuff was really good and his command and sharpness in the bullpen were really good. No issues for him as far as getting over that front leg or anything like that. He continues to move in a good direction. Now, this quick turnaround doesn't mean he's going to be with Team USA for the WBC. Um, but it's a good thing for the Yankees because, again, the combo of Cortez hurting himself and Montas being possibly gone for the rest of the year, you know, that rotation that you were looking at coming into the season thinking, hey, that's pretty good. With those two injuries, it becomes, oh, all right, there's really only like three guys in the rotation right now. So, yeah. This is a good thing. Hopefully he'll be okay. He said he's still building up, Cortez said, he's still building up his running progression to make sure he does not aggravate the hamstring, but so far, so good. He said, we spoke with the training staff on Monday, and they told me we were going to try to take it as how I felt throughout the... What? What are these guys talking about? <laughs> what is this quote? I'm reading this quote word for word, okay? So tell me if I'm crazy and this doesn't... Okay. We spoke with the training staff Monday and they told me we were going to try to take it as how I felt throughout the week. Obviously, I made good strides and felt better. No issue as far as throwing and landing because that leg is a little tough to moderate that pain. But as of now, there's no pain. That's what you want to hear. You want to hear that there's no pain. So the computer I'm filming on is freezing. The computer I'm using to read my... Um, rundown is freezing but my phone is not freezing so I'm going to look at my phone and look at Brian Hoke's feed because he put up a bunch of pictures of the guys pitching and as I said they were doing some sort of pickoff exercise with Aaron Boone which um again he's a year older than me or well yeah no he's a year older than me and I don't think he should be doing um anything like that oh all right he's not really I'm looking at the video right now he's not really doing much he's just standing off to the side of yeah all right he's not diving back to the base he's like pretending that he's about to steal the base and then he kind of like skips back to the base yeah not even he's not even going halfway but he's fine okay I was afraid that Aaron Boone was going to pull a hamstring or something like that so yesterday, Carlos Rodon was throwing off the mound. Jose Trevino hit a home run off him. And uh, Yankee fans were their normal, wonderful selves overreacting. Not all of them. But there were a couple of people in the Twitter comments who were earnestly upset that Carlos Rodon gave up a home run to Jose Trevino in spring training when he's not really ramping up yet. That's why I love and hate spring training at the same time, because people tend to go a little crazy. I, my, my, actually, my favorite thing about spring training is when people overreact to the Yankees losing, especially when it's, was it last season? Or was it 2021? Which season was it where they kept losing spring training games at the end? Like there was like a run where they kept lo losing spring training games at the end and people were upset and... I kept trying to explain to people on Twitter that no one knows anyone 
in the game at the end. It's all these kids who are going down to the minors and they're not even like the top prospects. These are kids that you've never heard of unless you've gone to a minor league game. Why are you getting upset that the Yankees are like, this doesn't bode well for the Yankees if they're going to keep blowing leads. It wasn't Chad Green blowing a lead. It was just some dude from like high A. It's okay. Unbelievable. So in a moment, the Locked On MLB hosts, yours truly included, put together the top 10 position players in the American League. And the top 10 pitchers are going to be announced on Monday. And guess who wrote the article? Me. I wrote the article. And we're going to talk about it in this next segment. And I want you guys to give me your real feelings about, you know, our choices. Because you may not agree, and it's fine. It's America. You don't have to agree with us. So we're going to talk about the top 10 position players in Major League Baseball coming into 2023 in a moment. But first, the midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers to threes drained. So it's the all-star break. And as I said on Thursday's show, I feel like the Knicks are getting better. Acquisitions they made at the trade deadline are helping. Some of the guys that they had before that are stepping up. And I feel like you might be better off betting on the Knicks after the All-Star break. So do that. Go to FanDuel. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So let's do this. Let's look at this article that I wrote the other day that um, tells you who the top AL position players are. Now, I will say this. I don't remember everyone that I voted for because we got a form, 20 players. We had to rank them one through 20. And the final list we got was actually the top 15. We didn't get the other five. So I can't remember who I put in 16, 17, 18, 19, and 20. But I'll tell you right now. We're going to go backwards. Okay. Bo Bichette was ranked 15. Bri Byron Buxton. Brian, <laughs> Brian Buxton, 14. Wander Franco, 13. Jose Altuve, 12, which I'm kind of shocked about. Carlos Correa, 11. Okay. So number 10. Aidley Rushman. Catcher for the Baltimore Orioles. He was the first pick of the 2019 amateur round. Finished second in Rookie of the Year behind the guy who was voted number five in our list. He batted 254, 362, 445 with 13 home runs, 35 doubles, 42 runs batted in, in 113 games. He's a pretty good player. He also has great hair. I didn't put that in the article, though. 
I just said don't be surprised when you see this young phenom appear on similar lists before the regular season starts. Because this is the time when all these lists come out, and we had to do one ourselves. Coming in at number nine, Kyle Tucker of the Houston Astros. What a pain in the butt that guy is. Did not put that in the article, but I wanted to. He had a strong 2022. He matched his 2021 career high of 30 home runs right on the nose. He also hit 28 doubles, drove in 107 runs. He played in 150 games. He made the all-star team. He received some MVP votes, and he won a gold glove. Uh, he recently lost to the Astros in arbitration, but I think that's just setting him up for a contract extension because they would be silly not to extend him. He's he's the real deal. He's the real, real deal. He's one of those guys that... You don't think of him when you think of the Astros, if you're, you know, not an Astros fan. But then when you see your team play against the Astros, you're like, oh, God, this guy. Because <laughs> you have the usual suspects, but he's one of those guys where when he comes up, you're like, oh, I forgot about Kyle Tucker. <laughs> and then he hits a three-run home run, you know. So, yeah, he's a solid player. Number eight, Rafael Devers. He had a pretty good 2022 in a disappointing season for the Red Sox. He hit 295, 358, 521 with 27 home runs and 42 doubles in 141 games. And the Red Sox rewarded him for that by signing him a, into a 10-year, $313.5 million extension, which begins in 2024. He made the AL All-Star team for the second year in a row, and he also picked up some MVP votes. I will say it was good to see Garrett Cole finally figure out how to neutralize... Devers toward the end of the season, because toward the end of the season, Devers did not do much against Cole in those last couple of games that he pitched against him, which was nice, and hopefully that'll continue. Number seven, I'm kind of shocked that he wasn't higher, and I think I may have voted him higher, but Vlad Guerrero Jr. came in in number seven. This is what I wrote about him. Guerrero Jr. has lived up to his name so far, and in 2022, he continued to be a great player for the Blue Jays, batting 274, 339, 480 in 160 games with 32 home runs and 97 runs batted in. It was a bit of a drop-off from his spectacular 2021 campaign when he led the AL and the majors in seven categories and finished second in the AL MVP vote. Number six, Jose Ramirez of the Guardians. He finished fourth in AL MVP in 2022. He batted 280, 355, 514 with 29 home runs. An AL leading, 44 doubles, 97 runs batted in. He also played in a career-high 157 games and was intentionally walked a league-high 44 times. Now, the Guardians are expecting him to get better this year um, because of the shift ban. Because he hit the ball up the middle 50% of the time in 2022, and they're thinking that that's going to the shift not being able to have all the guys like up shaded up the middle because you have to have a certain number of players on either side of second base. The Guardians are thinking that that's going to help him in 2023. Number five, I mentioned him in the 10th blurb, but Julio Rodriguez won rookie of the year in 2022 for good reason. He hit 28 home runs, drove in 75 runs while batting 284. 345, 509 with 25 doubles and 25 stolen bases, and he helped lead the Mariners to the playoffs for the first time since 2001. This is what I wrote, um, because I'm allowed to kind of put my 
thoughts into the pieces. They don't have to be so stiff. I said he is the real deal, and it should be exciting to see what he can do in his sophomore campaign in 2023. I don't expect a drop-off, because sometimes you have the sophomore slump happen to some of these rookies, but I feel like that's not going to happen with Julio Rodriguez. Number four, Jordan Alvarez. Not shocking. He's one of the top players in all of baseball, not just the AL. He had his best season of his career in 2022. He hit 37 home runs while batting 306, 406, 613. He also drove in 97 runs. 97 seemed to be the number last year. 29 doubles. He finished third in the AL MVP vote. And he picked up his first World Series ring of his career. So look for him to be at the top of the AL MVP candidates again in 2023. My top three. My personal top three were Shohei Otani, Aaron Judge, Mike Trout. And that's how they finished. Mike Trout, number three. Trout, a perennial all-star and MVP candidate, will always show up highly ranked on these lists, and for good reason. He had a bounce-back season in 2022 after appearing in only 39 games in 2021 due to injury. In 2022, he returned to form, playing in 119 games and batting 283, 369, 630 with 40 home runs and 80 runs batted in. He also made the all-star team for the 10th time in his career and finished in the top 10 in the AL MVP vote. He hit 40 home runs in 119 games. That's crazy. Number two, Aaron Judge, the reigning AL MVP, had a historical season in 2022, and it wasn't only his 62 home runs that set a new American League record, but it was also his other stats. He led the majors in runs scored, 133, runs batted in, 131, on-base percentage, 425, slugging, 686, OPS, uh, 1.111. His OPS plus 211, which I always mention, I'm going to try and mention it on every single show, and total base is 391. Oh, and he nearly won the Triple Crown thanks to a 311 batting average. And then number one, obviously Shohei Otani, and he, I'm not sure where he appears on the pitching list. I'm going to get that on Monday, but we'll see. Otani, like his teammate Mike Trout, will always be on these lists, and he'll always be in the running for American League MVP because not only is he a two-way player, he's a damn good two-way player. He hits well. He batted 273, 356, 519 with 34 home runs and 95 runs batted in. And he pitches well. He went 15-9 and with a 2.33 ERA in 28 starts. He finished second in the AL MVP vote in 2022 and finished fourth in Cy Young. That's crazy. So let me know on YouTube down below if you agree with the list, if you agree with the order of the list, who you think should be on the list, who wasn't on the list, because that's something that could be. And uh, yeah, so I hope you enjoyed this show today. It was supposed to be live, but that wasn't happening because we were having technical issues, and I apologize for that. I will try and do at least one live stream a week because some of the other hosts do it and they really enjoy doing it and I think it'd be fun we can all bond over our love for the Yankees so that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day remember you can listen to us on every podcasting platform available you can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube again hit the thumbs up button and comment on YouTube as well and click the bell so you're notified as soon as our videos go live 
And thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We really appreciate it. Make your second listen Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So enjoy your Saturday. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. And I will talk to you all on Monday.